Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. <laughs> It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 at Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Fun show so far. you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always call or text the show at 402-464-5685. Watch us and comment on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And again, our show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Check out their current job openings at gainatrucking.com. This segment, I have a couple things I want to get to that I saw yesterday, Sip, and... One of these... Okay, I'll start with this. This this stat here, these finalists for awards announced yesterday kind of tells a little bit of the season for Nebraska. And, then, and another part, another award bothered me. I'll tell you that in a second. Yesterday, Sip, okay. the Lou Groza Award finalists were announced in college football. That, that is for the best kicker mm-hmm. in the nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the three finalists were all kickers that hurt Nebraska in certain ways this year. Gabe Burkich, Oklahoma. Jake Moody at Michigan, and Noah Ruggles at Ohio State. Whereas Nebraska this year, of course, was 12 for 23 on field goals thus far. (laughs) 12 for 23. When Nebraska's had so many close losses, the fact that these guys had reliable kickers to get them over the hump, I just laughed. I saw the stat. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Nebraska could not make kicks, and these guys made these guys made kicks when they had to to help their team win. Like remember Ruggles' kicks; they were they never left the middle of the uprights against Pearl Ohio State. Wait, yeah, he hasn't missed this year. Well, he never was even close against Nebraska. They yeah. were I mean, these were dead down the middle. Jake Moody hit some big kicks against Nebraska for Michigan in mm-hmm. that game, and Burkitt, of course, the same thing for Oklahoma. To be fair, Connor Culp was the Big Ten kicker of the year last year. Yes, now he struggled this year. Six for 12 on field goals. And so it can go, yeah, these guys had good years. Um, and you're, yeah, it does bring I just up, laugh. It, bring, it just makes me laugh. Because why it, does you know, it make you laugh, Jake? Because it's it's more of a painful laugh. It's more of a nervous laugh, probably, or an anxious laugh. Just seeing that those three guys all played 
critical parts in Nebraska losing you know, close games to, to good teams. Oklahoma, you're right there. Moody against Michigan, you're right there. Ruggles, you're right there against Ohio State. And those guys made kicks, and Nebraska did not is it the, in those games. You asked the question, is it the biggest sign of how close Nebraska is? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of signs. Um, no, I don't think this one is. I I don't know. I don't know what to think of this. these close, you know, Nebraska being close. It's starting to kind of wear off on me. I mean, you got to, at some point, it doesn't really make that much difference, right? They have been close, and that's where we're at. Now you now Frost has got a set period of time to prove that they can get over the hump. And, yeah, having a kicker, they better get that squared away before next year, right? They have to. Right. And maybe they feel like Chase Contreras, who's two for four on, on field goals, and you know, he's taken over for Connor Cole. Maybe they feel like he's the answer, or maybe that is a portal. I think, I'm think i pretty sure they're going to have to attack the portal. Well, I think so, because – you don't want to just have one. <laughs> no, they're going to have to get a couple guys, but they need somebody they can count on. Contreras was not reliable. I mean, he missed a, a kick you had to make against Ohio State. Short kick to make it, a, what, a three-point game at that point, whatever it was? I think it was going to be a four-point game. Sorry, whatever. But yeah. it was still a kick you have to make. Absolutely. It was short distance. You're straight away. You 31 yards. Missed it. Too many times you've missed extra points this year or, or short kicks, and it just killed you. So I just thought that was kind of, Funny in a, in a sad right. way. Right. So, Nebraska. yeah, is, is is that one of the positions that Nebraska will address in the portal? I don't, yeah. I, would. Uh, I think they have to. Do they have to? Yes. I think you have to address the kicker position in the portal. Collectively, as a team, this team was 12 so far with one game to go. 12 for 23 on field goals. That's, that's 50%. You made half of your kick, Sip. Well, I know, but Cope will move on. Um, but Contreras missed kicks. Well, he's two for four, so he's, it's a limited sample. <laughs> he's missed two of his four kicks. Fifty yeah, percent. I, 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 I mean, you know where I stand. Um, but that's just that's just kind of one of many issues I think they have in this in this close game discussion. Oklahoma. Think about the Oklahoma game and all that. All the issues in that Oklahoma game. They had an game. extra point taken back for two points. You had a four point touchdown in the Oklahoma game. That's yeah. Not really possible. It shouldn't be possible, but it happened. <laughs> yeah, it was sort of Nebraska surreal. had a four-point touchdown. But they also had a bunch of guys jumping off sides on the offensive line, right? Um, th- yes. There were issues there. There, it's not just a. It's it wasn't just a special teams issue. Uh, Michigan State was a special teams issue, not pl- a f- not a field goal issue, uh, punter issue. Um, Michigan was an Adrian issue at the end, right? Um, yes, the fumble. Yeah, the yep. guy stripped stripped Adrian, and Adrian missed a, you know, wide open, wide open Levi fall. That's right. Um, um, I'm going down to close losses. Purdue, pretty self explanatory. Four interceptions by Adrian. Ohio State. Yeah, the kick, the kick, kick the played kick a part. Was important there. The kick played a part. It for did. Sure. Um, again, failure to make plays late. Um, uh, Wisconsin wasn't a kicker issue. Um, they failed to make and, and, and by the way, that, that would have made it a three-point game. Nebraska was down by six at that point Are against sure? Ohio State. Is that right? Is yep. that right? Is somebody, is no, that right? because they were, they were going – if they had a touchdown, they would have taken the lead. Okay. Was, they were down by six. The extra point puts it up by one. They didn't score. Okay, the field goal right. would have put them down by three. Okay. That's why went, they went down, kicked the field goal, went up by nine, right. and that was basically the game then. Okay, you're right. So uh, that's what happened. That was a very important kick to make. So, yeah, the portal is maybe a place where they look <laughs> – 
I think in the portal, we can't, we can't laugh off the kicker spot anymore because no. it has cost Nebraska too many times in the Frost era. I think the portal, you go in and get a tackle too. Um, yep. Uh, I mean, it is sort of amazing. You have a pretty good one up there, though, right now that's that's walking around with a knee, with a bad knee problem, Teddy Prohaska, right? Yeah, he had knee surgery. He's walking around, though. He was up in the press box the other day for the for the high school championship games. And it's pretty amazing when you see him, by the way, not to change the subject completely, or, or yes, change the subject completely to more to the portal. They have one tackle. When you see Teddy Prohaska, it's fairly amazing how big he is. I mean, he's a, he's a giant. He's a, he is a large man. When you see him, you just think, okay. I, I mean, I, don't, I wonder what it would be like to be that big and, and be a football player, or what if you were that big and you weren't a football player? Would people just assume you were a football yeah, player? Uh, yeah, or basketball Okay, or so here's Teddy Prohaska. He's in this football facility. He looks like that. You, all, you just think, okay, this has to be an NFL-type player, right? He looks good. He looked good early. He's in a football environment. He's six foot nine, three hundred, athletic. Just look at the guy and think, oh my God, yeah. He, I mean, there's just not that many guys. What I'm trying to say is, there's just not that many guys walking around Target like that. No, right? Um, there's not many guys walking around going to Austin Allen. Like when you say, is he an NFL player? I gotta think so, in part because there's just not that many guys that athletic. Who are six nine two sixty? You see him catch passes. Uh, yeah, he looks good out there. He looks good catching the ball. He's um, not slow. No, he's not. He's not awkward. I don't think. No. You know, it's easy to be awkward at six foot nine. He's not awkward at all. Yeah, I think he's made the right. I think Austin Allen last night in announcing his decision on a video, Twitter video. Was it? Is that video anywhere else? Is on Instagram too? It might be. I, I don't just know. I worry about stuff like that. But Twitter um, video announcing that he's moving on. Entering the NFL draft pool makes sense, makes complete sense. I mean, he had the sort of year he needed to have. I think this is the right decision, right? I, yeah, I, I think that it was solidified against Wisconsin. Yeah, seven catches. Seemed like he was going to go before that, but there was like, you have to go now for your own sake. Okay, before we get to John Des Moines, there's something else I want to oh, get to. John. Hang John. on, John. John, one this, second. This, this is, now, this is not Nebraska-related, but I think you're going to be bothered by a lot of the country. Speaking of awards from yesterday and finalists, the Bolitnikoff Award finalist came out. The be- that's the best receiver in the country, right? We always talk about how Ohio State has three of those in Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jackson Smith Najigba. None of those three were on the finalist list. Mm. It was these three, Sip. Mm. David Bell. We love David Bell at Purdue. Mm. Jamison Williams of Alabama and Jordan Addison of Pitt. No Ohio State receiver oh, that's curious made the Bolitnikoff Finals. That's curious to me. Explain that one to me. Well, because you have to, you can't pick one of the three to make it. You so can't they, make this a numbers. They all get punished. You can't make this a numbers discussion because, because the, you know, they get their numbers get divided up because they're so good, and they have Ruckert it tied in. Ah, that's curious to me. You got to make. I think you got to have one of those guys. The what you judge to be the best one on there, and I'd be Garrett Wilson. That'd be. Wilson should be on that list. He should. You can make an argument for any of those three. Yeah, but yeah, I think you got to take the best one. Um, I don't know what the numbers look like on those guys, but I, I mean, Wilson's regarded as the best of the three. Well, Lave's really. I mean, they're all first. Oh, they're round all picks, really so, good. Right? Yeah, I mean, they're all really good. 
Uh, that's uh, that. None, I don't no, know what you do. They had on that. no Ohio State receivers. Do you have to only announce three finalists? That's what I would yeah. ask the Bolitnikov committee. Well, they do for all the other stuff. For all the other awards, there's three finalists. Why can't? You, oh, what, 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 what would keep you from from announcing five finalists? Is there some kind of? I don't know. Penalty? I don't make the rules for the Bolitnikov Award. But ah, it, that's weird. That's, I could, that, I could tell that you that is weird. It was not. It was not uh, greeted with uh, a lot of. What? Support yesterday across no, that's the country. Weird. The fact that no Ohio State receiver, which is no doubt the best group of receivers in college football. Well, I PJ Fleck earlier this year said that's the best group of receivers in football. Yeah, that's right. Now yeah, he didn't say college football, well, even the NFL. Well, you just said three first rounders. How many NFL teams have three first rounders? Playing? I mean, they're really good. Right. How many, really okay. Good. How many NFL teams have three first rounders playing receiver right now? Probably on the not. Many, none, if none. Yeah. So. I mean, P.J. Fleck didn't alienate which football we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, not to have an Ohio State representation for that award, I think diminishes the award. That's what I think. That's what the nation said as well. That's yeah. why it bothered me. I had to get it out there. That's a, a bad look for the Bolitnikoff Award. Yeah. Let's get a call from John in Des Moines. John, you're on early break. Good morning, John. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Well, it's great to I'll hear tell from you, what, John. Yeah, yeah. You're always prepared. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Oh, thanks. Listen, real quick, I just want to wish you both a happy Thanksgiving before I get going here. And as we close in on another Nebraska football season, thank you guys for the continued great coverage and content. And hope you guys keep this show rolling for many, many more football seasons. And speaking thank of thanks, Seth, I just wanted to thank you quickly for the Luke Walton employment update that you gave us a couple <laughs> of days ago. Now, don't listen to Jake or what he says, that nobody cares. I mean, I'm sure myself and at least three to four other people around <laughs> listening appreciated that breaking news. As soon as I heard that, I went straight to Google and I had to read it. So I appreciate you breaking that. You're story. welcome, so John. That's, that's one of the few bright spots of the Nebraska football season ending is we'll be blessed with more NBA takes from SIP. Yep. There's nothing like a breakdown of random Blazer, Pacer, West Coast game at 6.05 <laughs> in the morning. So we're going to be looking forward to that. Okay. Now, guys, I know we all felt pretty good about Nebraska's chances earlier this week. And even after the Martinez news, we still – certainly feel like they can win this game it would obviously mean a lot to them and the program but obviously winning this game means a lot to Iowa and their fans too I mean take it from a guy who lives here I mean I can't tell you how often they recount i statements about evaluating where Iowa is yeah and how often Nebraska is a subject of conversation on radio shows around here they love the fact Nebraska isn't very good and certainly are enjoying that six-game winning streak that Iowa currently has yeah. they love to point out Nebraska's firing nine win coaches etc cetera, etc cetera. so in my opinion, Iowa fans get more enjoyment out of beating Nebraska than they do any other of their yearly rival opponents, such as Iowa State, Minnesota, even Wisconsin. So oh, man. it really tops their season at the end of the year, and they would love it nothing more than to, to, to really uh, finish Nebraska season off that way. So on paper, I always worry that Iowa looks like just such a bad matchup for Nebraska because, let's face it, Iowa wins football games by winning the turnover battle special teams, and penalties. And those are three things that, honestly, Nebraska just hasn't been very good at. Yeah, so yeah. Um, the, the one thing that concerns you, remember back out in two, the last time Nebraska did win, 2014, we couldn't believe that Iowa kept kicking the DPE, you know, and yep. just, that, just turned that game around, right? Now, Iowa doesn't have a DPE, but they have a, a guy that really that really sparks that club, and his name is Charlie Jones. Yep. He's second in the Big Ten in kick, in kick returns. He's third in punt returns. Um, they were down 10 nothing to Illinois last week and really looked flat. He returns one for 100 yards to get him back in the game. So 
I'm not saying they got to kick away from this guy, but boy, their their special teams have really got to be on point because this guy just has a knack for um, getting the Hawkeyes started. And, and as you guys have been recently discussing, you know, I think I do think the game is going to come down to who runs the ball better. I know that's not expert analysis in the Big Ten. You need to run the ball well to to win games, but especially now with Smothers making his first start, um, you know, if Nebraska asking to throw it around, I just think they're going to be in trouble. I can really see Iowa kind of just stacking that box and almost daring him to throw. But the same goes for Iowa. Their quarterbacks, you know, they made a quarterback change, but it hasn't been much of an upgrade. I wouldn't say an upgrade at all. I mean, they're not going to throw it, win the game by throwing it around either. So Iowa's going to run the ball, and I'm sure they will, especially after they saw what uh, Wisconsin did against Iowa, or excuse me, against Nebraska. So they'll be looking for that. So now I know Friday is senior day. Sip, you wrote a couple days ago that Adrian Martinez is well-deserving the standing ovation from the fans, and you're absolutely correct. I can't believe you got pushback on that, but it sounds like you did. I hope it was minimal. But every senior deserves a standing ovation. If you've participated in four, five, or even six years of Division One football, you absolutely deserve a standing ovation from the fans. I don't care if you didn't make it to a bowl game. I don't care how many games you won or lost. I don't care if you never played a down. The large majority of us fans can't even begin to understand what it's like to practice every day in a physical sport like football, study film, play games, the off-season workouts, all while trying to be a college student. You know, many of these young men did some damage to their body that they won't notice until they're much more older in their in their lives, obviously. But but the life lessons they learned playing football at this level will serve them greatly, much greater than their win-loss record. These players are winners, and they deserve the same respect as the seniors of any other Nebraska team. So it's going to be a beautiful November day, a day uh, after we get to spend some time with family and friends. The missus and I are coming out for the game with a couple of Hawkeye fans, oh, uh, wow. family members. So I could really use the wind to make that car ride home uh, bearable. So uh, Amen. let's pack that uh, grand old stadium and win or lose, stand, by, stand up with these young men and cheer for them and show them some appreciation. And, and let's win one for Mill from Hastings. If you guys right. don't know that story, look it up today. That's a great story. So, okay. okay. Uh, have a great day, guys. We'll John, thanks for the call. Appreciate great it. Great call. Great call by John. He mentioned Alex Padilla, the quarterback. <laughs> Alex Padilla, Jake, who has come on for Spencer P- Petrus, is only completing 46.9% of his passes. Forty-six, and they're winning games. Yeah, I know, I know, they are. They're winning football. They have what you love. They have Sam Laporte at tight end, who leads them and catches easily. Thirty-seven receptions. Iowa does. Yep, thirty-seven receptions for Sam Laporta. Um, John's right. They're they're a they are third nationally in terms of being the least penalized team in the country. Iowa. Third nationally, four penalties per game. Nebraska, by the way, though, has made strides in that area. They're they're thirty third. I mean, they're only getting, respectable. Yeah, they're only getting five point three penalties per game. It's not killing you, but yeah, Iowa wins it with special teams. They're plus twelve in turnovers, and Nebraska Just, loses with right, special teams. Right. Like the te- Nebraska is probably a better team in a lot of areas, but the fact that they are so widely different in those that area specific, specific you know, they're really good at special teams. Nebraska is not. That makes a world of difference. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's sort of predictable yeah. what's going to happen. It's sort of up to Nebraska to make it unpredictable. John, thanks for that magnificent call, by the yes, way. Yes, thank you, John. Let's see what Jeff has to say. So the call from Jeff. Jeff, you're on early break. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just calling to say this is um, – I was watching the state championship game at last day last night. Okay. And I uh, had a couple thoughts. And okay. Not that uh, anything's down in Nebraska high school football, but – uh, if you watch that game, both teams were totally spread out. They threw the ball tons. There was hardly any emphasis on the running game. And if you think 
80s and 90s is they're, especially in Omaha, they're producing running backs out of uh, Omaha all the time. And yep. Nebraska had a long stream of really good running backs that came out of Omaha besides, you know, a lot of other good running backs they had. There were a lot of good kids coming straight out of Omaha. Right. And if you watch that game last night, um, and if you think about it, really since Amon Green, there hasn't been a, a, a great in-state running back, especially that played here at Nebraska. So, you know, that's that's really for, since 2000. Okay. There have been very few great, you know, running backs in-state that, you know, we've had to get most of those guys from out-of-state and not even <clears throat> that many in-state kids have gone elsewhere, you know, and had great careers. I mean, there was Danny Woodhead, you know, but, you know, he was, you know, kind of undersized um, and all that. But, you know, the, the dry up of the running back pool mm-hmm. out of Omaha, mm-hmm. I think, has been a big factor in why, you know, that we don't have the same type of runners that we had, you know, all those years. And then if you just look at that high school game, the way that high school football is played, it's changed a lot. And and so I think that's like one of those things that's overlooked as yes. far as how 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 players in state are being developed and what they look like compared to what what was happening, you know, when Nebraska was very dominant in football. Oh, that's a great Thanks point, call, Jeff. Jeff. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's you know, we're talking about guys like Leotis Flowers. You you probably don't remember, remember that. I've heard that name. Sure. Le- Leo Amon, of course. Uh Jones, um, um, Keith Jones, uh, those type of players. He's right. I mean, you, there there were so many that you forget some of them. Um, Damon Benning is uh, was was one of them. Clinton Childs, those guys were good, man. I mean, they're good backs. And he's right. You're not getting that. I mean, first of all, you're not. I mean, since Amir, you haven't had an All Big Ten back. That's you're going back to 2014, there, son. Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of even Omaha backs right. have come to Jalen Bradley didn't do anything here. No, right? no, that doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's but, nice. but, you're, but that's the point. They had some guys. David Horn come. was yeah, David one. David Horn's a guy early 2000s. Yeah, yeah mid 2000s. Yeah, he he flashed a little bit. Flashed, not but a lot. Wasn't anything. But special. man, I mean, we're talking about Amon Green yeah, now. I, know. I mean, NFL yeah, player, right? I mean, Keith Jones was a not an NFL player, but he was a really good running back. Clinton Childs, Damon, yeah, all those guys. I miss. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Um, Maybe somebody in the text line could add a few names. But Jeff is right. That's a big part of this. If Nebraska had a big-time running back right now, the equation would be different. You talk about what what has kept Nebraska from winning close games. Well, one way you win close games is with a pounding running game late in the game. Absolutely. I mean, we've oh, seen yeah. it from Wisconsin so many times. How do they beat Nebraska? They, they, they pound, pound a big running back at you. Why doesn't? Why, where's Nebraska's Jonathan Taylor? Braylon Allen. You're, you're allowed to Gordon. have one. You Melvin are, Gordon. Where are those guys? You're allowed to have one of those. Why are they? Teams. Yeah, where, where, where's Tyler Goodson? I mean, where is that? Nebraska hasn't had a Tyler important. Goodson. No, they need, they need a running back. Yeah. Jeff makes a great point. But they, it, now they got to go outside and get one, it looks like. Again, right? Yeah. By the way, uh, didn't mention this yet, but James Franklin back to 2031 at Penn State. Signed an $8.5 million per year contract extension, 10 years. He's there till 2030. So he's not going anywhere. Not going to USC, not going to LSU. I don't know what to make of that. Sticking around at Penn State. I don't know what to make of that. 
So USC now, is that Fickle? Is that Luke Fickle? Who, who's, I think who, he should who, be up on their list in the first place. Right. I, 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 I'm still hearing at LSU and USC, Matt Campbell's name. Yes, a lot. You're, you're hearing that a lot. And no, you know what you're hearing it more? Washington. Really? Yeah, you're hearing Campbell come up a lot for the Washington job. Yes, yes. He's coming up. Matt, yeah, Campbell's coming up a lot at Washington. And and now it might come down to if you're at Florida and LSU, you just get it. If it if Campbell doesn't go there, is it become a a Billy Napier? Yeah, you know, battle contract battle. How much are you going to pay him? Matt Hayes, the National Football Writer, said Napier. If he wants that, if if Florida wants Napier. Napier will go. And LSU would probably want him, too. I don't have know. Seems like they would want a higher-profile guy. But who's available? Are they trying to get Bob Stoops down there? That's well, not a bad name. Does Stoops want to go to LSU? I don't know. I mean, I doubt it. <laughs> I really doubt it. I doubt that. I, I'm very curious how that search ends Think up. Think about LSU. LSU. What a what a That place is where... That's a tough place. If you go nine and four at LSU, you're gone. You're they're going to start beating a drum that you're well, gone, right? I just I'm I'm really curious where they go in this in this search. I, the, the names that we've heard are, are drying up <laughs> at LSU. Uh, Bill texts in. Bill um, William texts in. Uh, I went Keith Jones over Calvin Jones. Yeah, Calvin Jones. Oh, is I was going to say Calvin. Yeah. Is it Keith? Is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you go. Calvin yeah. Jones. <laughs> well, Keith Jones was in school when I was in school. That's why. By the way, okay. By the way, if you need yeah, to, Calvin Jones, we missed out. We missed Calvin Jones should have been mentioned. Yeah. By the way, if you need to win this holiday season, it is time for the magical lights of Seward. Call right now. Caller six at four zero two four six four five six eight five. We get a pass to the magical lights of Seward that goes from Black Friday. That's in two days up until New Year's Eve in Seward. Twenty minutes. It's an awesome loop. It's a it's a half mile. Great music. Great fun. It's a great for the family. The best light show, not just in this part of the state, but the entire state. Magical Lights of Seward. If you can't if you don't win the tickets, you can always go online and buy a ticket at magicallightsofseward.com slash ticket. But caller six right now will win a free pass compliments of us. Enjoy the holidays. Get your win from Magical Lights of Seward. Up next, Parker Gabriel on early break on the ticket.